Damn you, Skype. Hi, welcome to Outsource Southern Gentlemen. I'm Ricky. And I'm Sean. And this week, there's not a lot going on, but I did want to talk about... get, Get back to the basics. Sean, in... Our comic fandom. Mm-hmm. There are certain characters that resonate with you that that have stuck with you from that moment you got in to this very day. To to all the movies that are happening that you can't wait to see that haven't happened yet. Who are your top? And I, and I've done this for a reason. Who are your top two favorite comic book characters? I'm gonna go with Spider Man. And Spawn. Now, Spider-Man's number one, of course, but... Spider-Man is number one. Spawn? I don't know you as well as I thought I did. Spawn doesn't seem like you're number two. Why? Spawn was my first comic book. That was the first series I got one, two, three, four. That, That was the one where, you know, if allowance is running short and Mom drops me off at Paper Chase and I can only go in, you know... For a certain amount of time or whatever, I'm getting the newest issue of Spawn first. I'm making sure I have it. I'm picking it up. That's a guaranteed. Okay. Uh, we're all aware of the character of Spawn. Now, I did get Spawn whenever it first picked up because I was following the career of Todd McFarlane at that time. He was just coming off of Spider-Man, funny enough, mm-hmm. with your t- one and two. Um, what about Al Simmons, the story of Spawn resonated with you. I I think he was just, I mean, I hadn't at that point in time read Deadpool. I hadn't read much of anything. And he was the anti-hero and I was just like, oh. I, I think he was the first anti-hero I had read ever. And I was like, I like this. You can be good and bad. Nice. And I, I just always loved Spawn. I, I loved the side characters. Um, you know, I, I never, I haven't read much past, honestly, you know, issue 50 or so. I know there's tons of awesome stories. But when when the book first came out, you know, he, he tackled street thugs. He hang, handled gang violence. And, you know, he, he went after... Uh, uh, just criminals that we would deal with on a normal daily basis and just cleaning crap up off the street. And I, I loved reading those stories. I enjoy, you know, superheroes, antiheroes, what have you, handling day-to-day stuff. I find that way more enjoyable than than the the giant story arc. Uh, I, I'm I'm impatient when it comes to reading comics. For the story arc, if I have a, you know, if they're all done and I can read them all back to back to back, then that's just fine. It's like it's like my TV shows. If I can binge watch it, I'm good. But I love stuff that's wrapped up nice and neat, fairly quick. Um, I have to I have to have a little confession time here because Spawn I actually knew about. I, I, I don't remember where exactly this places me at the time that I'm 
I'm reading this stuff. I know it was whenever I'd noticed McFarlane doing Amazing Spider-Man and he got his own series. There was a industry uh, magazine. I don't know how I got it. I think it was in Walmart, but I remember... Uh, it was an interview with Todd McFarlane. He was talking about comics and the industry and what he was wanting to do. And it had a picture of his own created character. And it was a proto-spawn. So, I mean, I saw this character. And, right. and I remember seeing it and, it. and obviously it was striking because I remember it. And then several months later, boom! Here's his character in my hands in a comic. I was like, what? I remember this guy. <laughs> it's awesome. Now, um, well, what what do you think? Was it was it McFarlane's art that drew you in? Had you already Absolutely. seen McFarlane Absolutely. before your first issue of Spawn? Um, You know, not that I knew the name. I, I, I couldn't say that. I hadn't met you yet. Um my only real comic book friend was Nate, and he <laughs> really wasn't into the same stuff as me. So, so you know, I was just buying comics because I was buying comics. I mean, and and Spawn was the first to say, oh, this guy Todd McFarlane, he can draw a little. I, I loved the art, um, and, and that was my first drawing, obviously. I mean, I, I it was awesome. Okay, so what about this uh, this Spider-Man character you speak of? Oh, well, I mean, I'm sure if you you bribed my mother well enough, you could see pictures of me as a kid wearing a full Spider-Man PJs, jumping from couch to couch, singing the 1960s Spider-Man theme song at the top of my lungs every single day. Dude, I, I love Spider-Man. Uh, th those cartoons, we had those on Betamax, and I remember my parents, uh, would, we owned a Betamax, and they would go rent one, and then we'd drive all the way to Little Rock from Batesville, get, you know, five or six movies, and come back, and then, you know, my parents would double them. And so, uh, I had those 1960s Spider-Man, and then my next huge memory of Spider-Man was the uh, 70s live-action TV show. And, and, dude, I watched that. I know it's horrible. I know it's awful. But I watched it uh, over and over and over again. May, may I introduce you to 80s television, sir? <laughs> well, uh, honestly, gr growing up, we didn't have... Let's see. Until I was probably 10 or 11 we didn't even have uh antenna i mean we had antenna that was it so as far as cable and all those shows i i missed out on all that oh no 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 we're in the same boat i didn't have cable till i moved into my first house my parents okay. had right. my parents got satellite very very late like it was yes. it was the it was ABC, NBC, CBS, and Channel 16 and 32 for me until oh, yeah. I could drive a car. So yeah, I'm with you. Don't be yeah. don't be hollering at me about no cable privileges. Oh no, I, I'm with you. I was just explaining the situation as to why I wasn't up on all the the. And, and seriously, you know the way I am. Once I find something I like, 
I will grind it forever. And, and I I just watched those Spider-Man cartoons, man. That was that was what I watched. And between that and Superman movies, there's my toddler to you know five or six year old. That was it. Spider-Man and Superman. Well, um, we don't have a the same top two, and probably not for the same reasons. But um, I'd have to go. If anyone could take a stab at my number one, they may miss it because he's probably going to be my number two. But my number one is Thanos. And I'll tell you why. I loved, absolutely loved Thanos. Um, From the artwork and writing of uh, Jim Starlin to uh, just, he he had his hands in everything. Every time I seen Thanos, he was in everything I loved. He was in Avengers. He was fighting cosmic people like uh, uh, Drax. He had a his whole backstory. He was in love with death. He he had a, a god had had shaped a mortal man into his mortal enemy in Drax the Destroyer. He uh, was his first appearance was in Iron Man, and I have heard on. On the internet, I've seen discussion of, oh, why is Thanos, you know, why is he paired up against Iron Man? Well, because that's his original, that's where he came from. Jim Starlin was working on Iron Man at the time, had this idea for a character he thought of in Sight Class that looked kind of like, actually that looked kind of like Metatron from New Gods instead of Darkseid, but he went more Darkseid with it and just developed this character that, I just abs that intrigued me. I mean, this character is driven by the absolute. I want to. I want to satisfy death. I want things to be in balance. I think the universe is is broken. I want to fix it. And the somebody with that kind of ambition and, and drive and evil. I, ah, it was just it was just fascinating to me. And he would sh- he would be like, oh, the entire Avengers team is fighting him. He's after the Cosmic Cube, like the Red Skull, and you know he uses it and gets all the Infinity Gems and makes a big Infinity Gem, and then they defeat him. And then uh, he, he before I was even old enough to read comics, he was already dead because he he fought. Uh, uh, they had a big crossover in uh, Avengers Annual Seven and Marvel Two and One Annual Two, where all the Avengers, all the Fantastic Four, uh, well, not all the Fantastic Four, but uh, the thing, Spider-Man, everybody were there. Adam Warlock was there, and they all it took all of them to stop him. And it was awesome. just uh, one of those things. He always intrigued me. And uh, luckily, down the line somewhere, I acquired his first appearance. And then uh, whenever we were, about the time you were back into comics, something happened and Marvel went, hey, let's pull this character back out of mothballs. I- I'm in, as fortune would have it, in Paper Chase one day, seeing this issue of Silver Surfer that has Thanos' big fat face on it. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> what? He's dead! And then, of course, he's not dead. That's awesome. So, uh... Yeah, I've just loved that character my whole life, and uh, I collected that entire run of Silver Surfer, uh, and then that led into uh, uh, the Thanos quest, which led boom into Infinity Gauntlet, and you know, and here we are today. And I just absolutely, you know, was ecstatic the first time that after credit scene in Avengers when it turns around and it's Thanos, you know. 
As some people in the theater said, Dark Side or Red Hulk, and why is he purple? And I wanted to facepalm. I think I facepalmed did, through the wall. Did you have any idea that was coming when you seen that? Um, I Do you remember? think it had no. I, I I wanted to say I thought it had leaked, but no. I remember being that just oh my god what (laughs) oh my god what you know that uh uh just amazed that they would even mention his name the fact that he's in the movie um and and to where we are today i'm just i'm just over the moon i mean i could not be the happier comic book fan where we're at with with the marvel universe um uh, well, I could be happier, and that is if they had my number two character, uh, Ghost Rider, on the movie screen. Do you... Uh, yeah? Uh, do you think that will be readdressed at a later date? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the guy, Gabriel Luna, is that the mm-hmm. one, or am I messing him up with the guy from... No, I think it's Diego Luna. No. Now, Diego Luna is the one from Star Wars. Gabriel Luna, yeah. The the Ghost Rider that was in Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. Absolutely fun. Liked him, too. I have no problem with that Ghost Rider. Even in the comic, I have no problem with that Ghost Rider. They, and and the what they did to satisfy me was they had it come from Johnny Blaze. They had that Ghost Rider show up in Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. They, they didn't show Johnny Blaze, but they showed Guy on a Bike. It was the Ghost Rider. They showed where they got the dark hold. It was from, like, this room that had hints that it was Johnny Blaze's room and he had hidden it. Um, which is, of course, my favorite Ghost Rider. But when I, when I talk about the Ghost Rider, my original number one I fell in love with was Johnny Blaze, that Ghost Rider number 76, the one I have framed right here sitting beside me. Um, I love the idea and the image, just the image of the Ghost Rider and, and the idea that he has uh, this drive to to stop people and, and make them feel the uh, hellfire uh, from their sins and Ah, oh, it's just a great a great image, and and you know on that bike uh, that pulls from, you know the open road idea of the '70s and the road with Jack Kerouac and all that kind of thing that I had no idea about whenever I was a kid that that inspired the writers of, of these stories, and then um, as as I collected more and more Ghost Rider comics, I learned more and more about Ghost Rider as an idea of who who had been Ghost Rider, the original Ghost Rider, the uh, Carter Slade Ghost Rider, which was now known as Knight Rider, um, the guy on the horse with the white glowing uniform that they worked into the mythos, like Ghost Rider number 50 has Ghost Rider and Knight Rider uh, together on it. Um, and, and that made me fall even more in love with it, that they you know, would do that kind of thing. And then, of course, in the 90s, we had... The new Ghost Rider, and who is this? It's Danny Ketch, and this isn't Johnny Blaze. What's going on? And and he had an awesome, amazing bike, and uh, Javier Stellaris that did the artwork was just perfect for that role. And then Mark Texiera came in, and he he did an even better job with the images of the Ghost Rider, and it was... Uh, I, I just love 
loving this character. Um, right. And it's hard not to say he's my number one, but as happy as I am with where Thanos is, he he's he's trumps it all. Um, and I talk a lot about the imagery uh, of what's going on. Uh, story-wise, uh, story-wise, Thanos has it beat. He's been, he's been used better. He's had better writers handle him. He's had... Uh, but don't get me wrong, Thanos did have a helicopter. I love that everybody... And that's a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, by the way. Thanos and the Thanos Copter. Have you seen that? No. <laughs> I saw that the other day. It, now, awesome. if you do not know, there is a Spidey Super Stories, you know, this one-off uh, that was for, like, the electric company or whatever. I don't know. It, it's it's a whole series of stories that were real kiddified Spider-Man stories. It's like mm-hmm. him and um, Hellcat, Patsy Walker, fighting Thanos okay. for the... For the, for the uh, uh, cosmic cube he has a hell he has a like a gyrocopter that has thanos on the tail (laughs) that's awesome he gets arrested by the police and handcuffed it's amazing go look it up it is uh, i have it i found it uh like last year sometime just some trashy copy of it and it is totally horrible and so the thanos copter is gonna be an exclusive yes As in a Funko Pop? It's no, it's a, it's like a Matchbox, you know how they make uh, airplanes okay. and stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I started to say, if this is a Funko Pop, <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> nah, no, we haven't done that yet. But uh, yeah, that's that's my top two. I like that, man. That was pretty good. That was fun. I like that. Um, it was something different, and. And we found out this week that we are getting something else different. Uh, the Joker officially 100% recast as Joaquin Phoenix. Well, we're, we got the go-ahead, the green light on, on that movie, but it's still mm-hmm. up in the air that Jared Leto may have another movie coming, which is... I don't know. I mean, what happens if they do green light that movie as well? I mean, what are they doing? I don't know. That's... They're DC. It doesn't matter. Does it really? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, but but this Joaquin Phoenix story does intrigue me because they said it would be an origin story. Um, and, and for me, there there's only one Joker origin story. Mm-hmm. And you have to do the Killing Joke. You have to. I think it works great. I think that story is enough Joker that Batman is definitely a side character in that story. I, I think this works. I, I want to see it. Uh, come on. You you know they want to push... Uh, I mean, when you heard there was a Joker story, you know the whole reason they're doing it is so they can have another R-rated film. I guarantee you they want an R rating on this film. Well, you would think. You know they do. You know they do. Because when they say the R rating, it puts aside those people that are like, well, I don't want to see this story told kitty. Like, you know. So so I guarantee you it'll be R rated. It's going to be dark as hell. And what better story do you follow other than the killing joke? 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I, I would hate to think that they'd try to do this without Batman. I mean, right? how? I agree. I agree. I, I think you have to have him in there. Just like you wonder, how are we doing a Venom movie without Spider-Man again? You know? Hmm? <laughs> Here so, we are back to that. So so let's see how a Joker... I, I think you have to have Batman. You, you At some point in that movie, as much as you can clip a story as short as it can get... There, there is going to be a culmination point at which you have to introduce the Joker to Batman, and I, I think, I think there's only one story that does that the right way. Well, hmm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Unless they come up with something totally original and it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean that that's that's my point to all these stories is. You know, we, we're always worried. Where well, where's Marvel going to go? Marvel, th- they're fine. They they have proven to me time and time again. Oh, you don't think I can come up with an entertaining original story? Watch this. I I don't even worry about them. DC coming up with something fun and original it is is a, a phenomenal task in itself. It, it is. It is not easily done by the people that are in charge of those uh, copyrights. It's just not something they do well. Well, ugh. <laughs> I mean, I, I I love Joaquin Phoenix. I think he's a great actor. Um, I haven't seen him really in a bad movie. Like he, I'm sure he's been in a bad movie, but any of the ones he's been in, I've watched. Yeah, I mean. Great, he's great. He's absolutely yeah, I, great. I have no, no, I, I really seriously have no qualms about the the casting. I think he is, you know, he 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 embraces every role. I mean, for the longest time, think about it. We thought he went crazy when he went on a talk show and acted all nuts. We're like, holy crap, Joaquin Phoenix has lost it. And turns out, it was all setting up for a movie. You know, I'm it still was all here. done on. What, was that the name of it? What was it? I'm still here. I believe so. I believe so, yes. Uh, I'm just saying, I, I think he has the ability uh, to embrace this role and to take the Joker maybe maybe to something different than what people, maybe something closer to what people want to see other than Jared Leto's uh, Joker, which, which I seriously have no problems with. I thought he was fun. I thought he was entertaining. I thought that was a Joker that I could watch an entire story about. Oh, and we should have. We should have. But once again, uh, the powers that be prove themselves to do the wrong thing, as usual. So I, I don't, I don't, you know. We, we can sit here and talk about the Joker this, Joker that, but until they start putting it together, let, let's, ah, oh, I just want to know more about it and would love to see it. Well, let's talk about knowing more about things. Have you heard anything coming out of San Diego Comic-Con this year? I have not, really. Oh. Things have been kind of quiet. Really? Uh, from what I've heard. Well, uh, let's talk about some exclusives. A couple of things coming out of San Diego Comic-Con that caught my eye. Of course, Hasbro is in full representation there. Um, They are starting a new 
Transformers uh, trading card game. Of course, it's it's one of those uh, uh, collectible card games, like Pokemon, kind of. Uh, but it's got great art, and uh, you just you play it. It's it's like the trading card games they got out okay. now. Um, I'm I'm maybe kind of into getting this. Uh, a couple other things they've got are <laughs> there's this crazy uh, Red Skull box set that comes with a Marvel Legends Red Skull, and then a full size, like actual size, glowing cosmic cube. That's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. Um, some Magic the Gathering exclusive cards, of course. Uh, they've got a huge repaint of uh, what's called da, 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 Throne of the Primes. It's a repaint of a uh, uh, Optimus Primal. And it's kind of crazy. It comes with a throne, comes with a scepter, <laughs> comes with a halo of primes. Very very weird. Uh, if you, you haven't caught anything on San Diego Comic Con, uh, go look this stuff up. But there is something really exciting, and it's pissing me off that Hasbro is doing this. And I'll tell you why right now. Hasbro has quietly, not I have not been quiet about it, but Hasbro has quietly started sneaking G1 reissues out to market. I've talked about the Hot Rod and the Starscream Walmart exclusives. Mm-hmm. The, the Devastator and the mini-bots that have been proposed. One of the San Diego Comic-Con exclusives is a movie Bumblebee that comes with... It's an 80s-themed box. It's a tape-themed box. Comes with two Transformers, uh, cassette Transformers, like the ones that come with... Um, oh, yeah. Soundwave or Blaster. Yeah. But they are Japanese exclusive molds that have never been released and never been reissued in the in the U.S. They've never touched U.S. shores at all, and they are coming out. The last time they were seen was 1986. Nice. And they're coming out in a San Diego Comic Con box set. So how are you going to get them? That is a damn good question, sir. And I and I tell you this right now. I don't think this is the last time we see these. I think these molds were found and somebody was excited to put these out. And it's possible that they're wave mates. Now, these are, are, there were four exclusive Japanese dino cassettes, is what they're called. These, and, and each one combines with its partner to form a bigger robot. Now, in the U.S., we had a couple of, of those uh, Grand Slam and Rain Dance. They made a bigger robot called Slam Dance, something like that. And there was a Decepticon right. one as well. But these these were also part of that scheme that never made it over here. So it we're thinking that we're going to get both at some point. That there's going to be a G1 reissue with their partner sets as well. That's awesome. Because this set is labeled Volume 1, though somebody pointed out this may be in a reference to how Guardians of the Galaxy did it. Um... There's a Defenders Marvel Legends box set coming out with all the TV superheroes in one box. That's cool. Man, there's going to be a lot of good stuff. Including and... Colleen Wing. Oh, wow. That's way cool. Mm-hmm. Of course, I probably there's... won't get any of it. <laughs> if, you, if you have anybody to mule you something, uh, it might be worth it. There is something... Yeah. Uh, did you read any of the Star Wars comics that came out recently since Marvel got the uh, 
got the license back with the Disney um, purchase. I read I read a little bit of Vader down. Okay. Well, was Dr. Afra in in the ones you read? Don't ask me that. If the moment I say no, she's going to be in the ones I read. Well, they're doing uh, they're doing a, a special like 1976 box like Dr. Afra set that comes with uh, the murder the murderous black uh, C-3PO triple zero and BT-1 this like fully uh, weaponized R4 unit that's black awesome. as well yeah they're pretty cool The com- everybody raves about the comics uh, Dr. Afra is one of the most popular characters to come out of Star Wars in, in the recent past and uh, there, uh, there are several several other companies that are represented at San Diego Comic Con, uh, but that being coming up this this next weekend, there's not really anything to cover uh, until that happens. Now, I did want to talk to you about that TFCon happened this weekend, uh, okay. and that's a that's the Transformers convention that's in Canada. Um, you can go to uh, b uh, b b and see a whole bunch of third-party figures that are coming out that are amazing. There's there's a lot of Transformers stuff uh, that that are people are doing a great job in third-party companies, doing stuff that Hasbro just is not going to do uh, because it's so niche and, and, and different ideas and stuff like that. Uh, 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 like third-party add-on sets and things. It's really interesting. If you have any interest in any of that, uh, go look it up and check it out. Uh, those guys are really fun. They've become the default kind of BotCon since BotCon has went away. Um, have you but, ever thought about trying to go to that one? Uh, they have a sister show they do in the States. Uh, I think it's TFCon Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been to a BotCon in Chicago. It may oh. be something I do at some point. But uh, when I was doing all that, I was without children. Right. So there's kind of a difference in money and responsibility nowadays. So Oh yeah. Gotta love that. Got to. Sean, did you have any local haul this week? I have absolutely nothing once again. I, I I'm just gonna continue a streak and see how long it can go. <sighs> Dry run. Um I actually got a hold of uh Captain America number three hundred and classic X Men number eleven. For a That's good awesome. price, uh, I was just in a shop talking, and and somebody put out some new stuff, and and I just grabbed it. So nice, I was able to get that. I am in the process of cataloging all my comics, uh, just going through every box. I'm like up to, I've went through ten boxes so far. Jeez, short boxes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, that's still a lot. There's only like. 20 left, Sean. Come on now. Oh, no. Jeez. You should be able to knock that out in a couple hours. No problem. Um, And I also picked up... Walmart had a really great deal on Blu-rays, uh, classic movies. I-, I picked up The Shining. How Blu-ray. Oh, that's awesome. I love that movie. I love that movie. I love that book. It, ah, it's so good. It It's... Definitely terrifying. Yeah. There's a reason it's the second challenge in Ready Player One. It's funny. Oh, man. Uh, 
like I said, I did not pick up anything, but a couple of days ago, I was able to finally see something that I had not seen before. Um, I got to watch DC Animation do the death of Superman. And I I am here to tell you they, once again, DC Animation does not let you down. They tell a great story. They have great characters. Um, th- this is so much better than Batman versus Superman ever dreams of being. Uh, you know, because it actually tells the story of the death of Superman. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was, I think it's like an hour and a half long. It, it doesn't even seem like it. By the time you're done with it, it flows very well. And it doesn't drag any parts out. It, it leads, you know, it, it does what it needs to do. And then the movie's over. So definitely a great story. Um you know, it, it's the same story that we all know. There's there's a lot of great throwbacks and uh, one-liners from different Superman films that they worked into the script. Not bad. If you get a chance, definitely check out Death of Superman. Nice. We rewatched um, Flashpoint Paradox the other day because it, it hit uh, Netflix or something. Oh, dude, that's that's a really good one. It is. Um, I wanted to talk about something I'd seen a long time ago. Very funny, very dark comedy. Sean, do you remember that time in our lives when Idle Hands was a great movie to watch? Yeah, I remember watching that a couple of times. Um, I, Seth, I think I went to see it in the theater. Seth Green. Uh, yeah, I started to say super young Seth Green. Who else was in that? I I really liked that movie. <laughs> a, a bunch of people who are not movie stars. I mean, that was uh, like... Uh, 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 what was the Rob Zombie song on there? Oh, it was... Uh, Dragula. Yeah, that's that was what it... Yeah. Is Idle Hands what was on the Dragula was the song for Idle Hands? Oh, yeah, they wow. were they were they were watching the video in it. Uh, oh, Jessica Alba. Okay. Oh yeah, there's several. Dude, I was totally wrong. I'd said nobody of any importance was in that movie that would still be around. Look at this. We have Jessica Alba. We have Vivica A. Fox, Seth Green, but look at there. Eldon Henson. Oh, I thought you were going him, Foggy himself. I thought you were going to say Fred Willard. <laughs> I'm like, Fred Willard? Oh, yeah. Look down there. Fred Willard. Bet you didn't know him. No, dude. Foggy. We had a young Foggy sitting right there. That's awesome. I forgot about that. Yeah, this movie was real fun. I mean, like, what... Like, so this this kid, his hands, when he's not doing something, act out on their own... Like kills his best friends, they are somehow zombified, <laughs> and then like he murders these gir- this girl, but he's trying to save his girlfriend. It's really weird, but it's fun. This movie is stupid fun. This movie is nineties. I mean, for a, for a movie made in nineteen ninety nine, it is a great culmination of <clears throat> this is as good as it gets for a nineties comedy. <laughs> 
it's just it, it, it there's a lot there that's fun but you know as we go back and watch it it definitely shows its date yeah like uh, go kind of oh yeah go go was definitely one of those that i loved it in the theater i think i watched it one other time and haven't thought of it since oh hold you don't lie to these nice people sir you talked about go for about three months yeah, best. But, you were really, really behind oh, Go. <laughs> yeah, but 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 I was just really behind uh, Katie Holmes mostly. Yeah, yeah, that I can attest to that as well. <laughs> I mean, and then it, it was just it was just all about the Katie man. And then Sean saw the gift. Wait, no, no, no. <laughs> that was a, I tell you, for for a, for a, for a moment to build up so much, you're just like, oh. Okay. Hmm. Well, all right. Cat's out of the bag. Here we go. We're done. <laughs> oh my lord. Well, dude, I got nothing else for this wonderful week. How about you? Um, I'm just uh, preparing for a week of uh, hard work, and um, mm-hmm. I probably won't, won't talk to you again until next week because I've got I... a bunch of stuff going on. I know, and I hate that. Uh, that we. <laughs> We we talk during the podcast. That's when we discuss. But yeah, I have I've got a huge week coming up. Should be fairly busy. Um, but what I can tell these people is, if you want to keep up with me, what I'm doing during my busy week, uh, follow me on Vero. That's where I'm most active. I seriously I post my music. I post movie recommendations. I post photos. I, I spend a lot of time on Vero as opposed to any other social media uh, outlets. So hop on Vero, look me up, Sean Thomas. Uh, and, and also I'm on Twitter, uh, at Maynard98. Not quite as active there right now. Um, I use that mainly for sports, but if you're listening and you're into sports, follow me on Twitter, and uh, here in a couple months we'll be pretty active. So Rick, where can they find you? At Ricky Westbrook on Twitter, search Not So Southern Gentleman on Facebook, hit me up on Messenger, whatever you want to do. He is on Vero as well. I am on Vero. He is. He 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 hops on every now and then, likes my post from like seven days ago, and then moves on. <laughs> I wondered if you were going to say something about that. I, I noticed like one, or well, you you commented on uh, the one uh, about Zathura. And you you commented that it was Zathura, and I want to be like, he must have not seen the post 10 minutes before this was saying, I'm watching Zathura. I was like, huh. This cat cracks me up. Well, ladies and gentlemen, for Not-So-Southern Gentlemen, I'm Sean. I'm not Sean. He's Ricky. Y'all have a good week. I might be Ricky. I'll be our. If you're not, then we got issues. Possibly, maybe. I don't know. Okay. All right, I'm out. I'm out.